Hey guys, welcome back to this episode of Millennial Mirrors, a discussion on millennial life in the Middle East. This week's episode is a cool one. It's about what does it mean to be a man in the Middle East? It came to mind when I was recording episode one with Salah Medani, who had brought her little boy with her to the studio and he was crying and the episode was about Abe and she kind of just told me while she was leaving. And remember, Mishari, never tell little boys that it's Abe for them to cry. And it kind of just stuck with me and I thought it would be a cool episode to discuss what does it mean being a man in the Middle East? What are the kind of the stereotypes that we have? What do you know? What does society tell us we can and can't do? And yeah, so I got a bunch of guys together and thought, let's talk about it. And next week, we're going to be doing Be a Woman. So we'll have the flip side as well. Uh, so join me for the episode. It's with Osama, Hussein, and Marwan, three guys who decided to come on board and be super honest and vulnerable. And I think it turned out pretty well. So listen in. This episode is sponsored by Carriage, a great app for ordering what you need in a super convenient way with no minimum orders. You could literally just order a cup of coffee. So, hi guys, welcome to this week's episode. Uh, thanks for being here. Can you can we go around the table? There's three of you this time, so let's go around the table and introduce ourselves. Marwan, you first. Uh, hi, my name is Marwan Merri. Uh, I'm from Dubai. I'm 29 years old, and I guess I like sports. <laughs> <laughs> cool. All right, that's good. That's a good job. <laughs> I don't know what else to say about myself. Okay, <laughs> that's fine. Osama. Uh, hello, I'm Osama Shabi. I'm a uh, French Tunisian. I'm 23, fashion stylist. Great. Yeah. And then Hussein. Hi, my name is Hussein Laysev. Flew in from Kuwait. I'm actually um, 37, and I'm a father of a beautiful five-year-old daughter. Amazing. Well, thank you guys for taking the time to be here. Uh, so our topic today is what it is to be a Middle Eastern man and what comes around with that. So I guess let's start with what do you think are some of the male stereotypes of a Middle Eastern man, Hussein? Well, the male stereotypes is actually it depends on what are the archetypes that we really rely on. I mean, is it is it the son or is it the husband or is it the father? It really, when you look into it, it's just, it's multifaceted. And uh, it really, uh, you just need to know where you gauge yourself in a traditional sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, some people may say the more traditional you are, the more manly you are, but mm-hmm. it's just, in, it has to be in context to something. So what are the characteristics then? Hmm, if I would say... Um, I'm kind of like going back to my university days, and I read an, a chapter about uh, what it is to be a man by Carl Jung, okay. and one of the one of the you know descriptions that I really liked, then because I could relate to, mm-hmm. <laughs> is uh, the man would be split-minded. Okay. So when you compare that to uh, to this culture, you know, he's really good with secrets, you know, what happens on one hand, the other hand does not know about it, and and pretty much uh, I just try to avoid the idea of responsibility and how, that, how that's, you know, related to what it is to be a man. Okay. What about you, Osama? What do you think? Um, I guess my perspective is, is quite different just because I came to the Middle East quite recently. Okay. Um, so I was born and raised in France from a North African background, So, um, which was 
very conservative in that sense and like mm-hmm. the man has a very clear position and the woman has a very clear position and we each have like very defined roles but because I was raised in a western country um I want to say some, it, it was maybe very cliche, but, you know, minorities, and when they're out of their country, they hold on to their values even more. Right. So uh, all of this was very, like, more and more. You know what I mean? Like, right. It was probably more than Intuinus, actually. So what were some of the roles, like, what are the main roles that you kind of had to fall into there? Um, as a man in my, in my family or, in, you know, like, in, ge- like in, in general? general? Yeah. Uh, a big sense of responsibility. A big sense I, of yeah, responsibility. I feel, and uh, but I think it comes with like, a st- like you're expected to be like emotionally drier right. than the 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 woman in the, in the family, and I think that that was the main thing, maybe. Okay, so Marwan, as like a Arab man, yeah. do you feel like you're allowed to cry and be emotional around like family and friends? In the house I grew up in, yeah, it's fine. I was taught it's fine. Uh, it's okay. It's okay to lose. It's okay to cry. Mm-hmm. Uh, because eventually these things make a man. Because a man isn't invincible. Right. You know, a Middle Eastern man is supposedly supposed to be seen as he's invincible. He doesn't cry. He doesn't complain. He shoulders all the responsibility. He's very firm. He's right. stern, you know, and almost unbreakable. Um, that's not true, actually. Um, I think men are a lot more sensitive than they than they look. Right. And it's okay, it's okay f- I think what really makes a man, and if you're going to ask me my opinion, mm-hmm. I'm just going to express my... It's, so, it's okay for a man to feel like they're wrong, mm-hmm. to admit their mistake. These are things that are completely fine, that maybe some parts of the Middle East, that might, they, they might think that it's not really such a good thing for a man to fine. do, yeah. you know? It's so weird because, like, I didn't even think about that part, the whole, like, oh, wait, no, you can't be wrong. Like, sometimes, like, I do feel like there are some people who think, especially in a typical like male female relationship that you yeah. can't be wrong you can't admit you're wrong like that's yeah. not but yeah no it didn't even yeah it didn't occur to me that's true but you also something said something interesting about um in my household so when do you think we start learning how we should be as men i would say it just depends on the life stages i mean um usually where I come from, getting the license. Mm. You know, it was like, you need to go get the groceries. <laughs> You're the man of the house. Right. Or uh, when the father, you know, goes on a business trip and he says, you know what, I'll be leaving it up to you. You know, right. just make sure everything's fine. And, you know, all the way through being a grandparent. I mean. <laughs> and where do you think you, like, where do you guys think, like, these, I guess, stereotypes of, you know, you shouldn't be wrong, or you have to be invincible, or you have to shoulder all this responsibility. Where do all these kinds of things stem from, in your opinions? Well, the source of it. Yeah. Um, I think it's from our sense of, like, our values and what we hold on to a lot. Uh, you know, the sense of commitment that we have a lot, uh, which is held by the woman as well mm-hmm. in, uh, in our households. But I feel like the man has to be this, like, big figure that's, like, you know, like... You're kind of like a pushing ball for stress. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, kind of like, but I feel like it's evolving a lot in our communities, in our societies, families. Uh, I see that with my parents um, ever since I left. So me and my dad were quite close, but he wasn't expressive at all. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm in Dubai and that, so we're only two kids. Now that I left, my mom is not texting me. My dad is texting me every day. And he's extremely like, he gets emotional sometimes. Like, hey, how are you? He double checks, blah, blah, blah. So I feel like in that sense, for because he's six years old, 
you know, like it, it's like I feel like we we like it it went in a, in a great direction somehow. You know, like he opened up. Like, so what do you think caused that shift? Uh, I think it's just basic emotional logic. You know, your your son is away. You miss your son. It's fine to tell your son you miss your son. There's nothing right. wrong with that. You know, it's okay to ditch away stereotypes to just care about your. Your children, son, you know, or yeah. your children, that's fine. You don't need to hold on to something, your values and your culture, just to find a way to express yourself. No, very true. I, you're, you introduce yourself as a father. Has your kind of, I guess, opinion of what a man should be or your take on this kind of topic shifted since you kind of became a dad? Oh, yeah, I did. And the thing is, it, it, let, it did not create a... Uh, that that huge of a shift because before becoming a dad I was a husband before mm. becoming a husband I was an employee and before being an employee I was a, a student studying abroad so there's just these little pivots that happen but when it comes to like being a father you know taking on responsibility because yes you know um, being being a unit with you know you and your spouse and now you have a child sometimes you know, the other half is going to be preoccupied taking care of the child while you would do everything else. Right. And then, you know, you balance it out. Do you feel there's more pressure on you to be the breadwinner? Well, the, with regards to that, you know, sometimes yes, mm -hmm. most times yes, you know, in, in this culture. But, you know, if, if uh, you know, if something happens or is, uh, there's an opportunity where, you know, my wife would actually go ahead and, you know, do something that she really loves, I will not stand in the way. Right. What about you, Marwan? You're married. Yeah, <laughs> I am. <laughs> so what's your, like, how do you feel about the whole, you know, do you feel the responsibility to, main, to be the main breadwinner or the main, like, partner? I've, I feel the, the responsibility to be a, an equal partner. That's what I feel. I feel not just to be the breadwinner, uh, but an equal partner, a good partner at that, you know. So... Uh, marriage is a very people can see marriage as a very different thing you know he can mm -hmm. have a different definition of what marriage is you can see it as something different right. for me it's not equal opportunity or only just like you know equal values and even having opposing values that you can find equal ground to stand on and accept one another she may say it's okay uh, like you have to accept that she your you know your partner might see things differently mm -hmm. than how you do and that doesn't make her more right than you and doesn't make you more right than her because you right. see it differently you know you you come to an understanding together so what makes what do you think makes a good partner in a marriage uh that's a very difficult question you brought as it up simple so. as it is <laughs> what what makes a perfect partner not perfect i mean none of us are perfect yeah, but what obviously. makes a good partner the fact that your wife is outside listening should put no pressure on you whatsoever, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> um, understanding. Understanding. Number one. Yeah. yeah. Understanding each other. Okay. Really. Because, I mean, you can't eat. The doors to everything else in the relationship, does, well, they, they, you won't even see them unless step one, understanding each other is there. Okay. In my opinion. And how do you guys think, because, I mean, there, there was that thing you mentioned to Sama about, you know, the the father figure has to be kind of this big figure in the house and things like that. How do you feel like the male role in the Middle East is different than the female role? I don't know, you, you give me the tough, the big tough, delicate question. <laughs> <laughs> um, how so? Um, 
I don't know how it differs, but I, I feel like there's a, a big sense of balance that comes with that, you know? Like, um, my parents always said, like, one, ye- one hand doesn't clap. So, right. you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of a, I come, you, I, I come from a side, you come from one side, and just, like, you know, everyone finds their count in the middle, you know? But I, I don't think I have enough, like, um, years <laughs> to judge from my perspective of what the man's you know, place is in the woman's place as a definitive, like, opinion, because I think my opinion is just still, like, I'm, it's still growing, you know. Yeah, but we were bringing you in as the young opinion, and you, you know, compared to, like, Hussein and myself, <laughs> who are, like, way too old. <laughs> but, yeah. I don't know. I believe in balance. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I believe in balance. I feel like uh, no one has the upper hand. Uh, it's not a, it's not a, it's not a relationship of power who's more powerful than the other. Although the man is seen as this powerful figure, or has to be, or I don't know. Like society is like, there's a lot of societal pressures I think come with being a man as being a woman on, on the other side as well. So I think balance is great. And that's where, as Marwan said, understanding is really important, I feel. Because I will understand where, uh, what you can do and what you can't provide, and I'll provide it right. eventually. And then the lack I feel. What do you guys think about the roles, the typical, I guess, male or female roles that are, as they're portrayed in media, in the Arab world? I don't know why I asked the question about media. I haven't like watched anything that's been produced locally in, in, in many years. Do, have, do you watch any local made? I try. My wife actually makes me uh, okay. to watch. So maybe you have a better idea. In terms of portrayal of, like, of gender roles, how is it currently uh, in, I guess... Uh, in media? When it comes to gender roles, I mean, um, do we have to use Kuwaiti uh, <laughs> TV? <laughs> you know, that bad, huh? Yeah. I okay, mean, fine. <laughs> <laughs> but do you think that plays a... Like, do you think... Because, I mean, okay, let's be honest. The people in this room are not necessarily representative of the overall kind of uh, makeup of the Gulf or the Middle East. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that those TV shows that are being made and what's being made in media is being absorbed by a lot of the population. Do you think there is a responsibility in media to do a better job of portraying roles? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, after this episode, they should, like, you know, create a profile of what it is to be a man. And if anyone <laughs> does not fit, <laughs> you know. Putting a lot of pressure on me with this episode. <laughs> no offense, but, like... I mean... Uh, let me. I, I wrote some notes down actually. Go for when it. You told me, you know, yeah. and uh, when you your question was what it what it means to be a man. Yeah. But and then I wrote down. I was like, what does it mean to not be a man? What okay. are things that don't make a man? So right. being a man is not like defining yourself by positions and possessions or riches, which is sometimes what people see as defining yourself as a man here. Right. You know, like uh, oh, I come from a very big rich family and I have mm-hmm. this and this and I work in, you know, wherever. Or to be the loudest voice in the room or believing your opinion is more important than anyone else's. Um, Also displaying dominance through violence. Mm -hmm. Obviously, that's something a man isn't. Uh, Breaking rules just to get what you want. Having emotional reactions to whatever is said to you. So sorting out your 
ERPs, your emotional response system. Right. First being logical, then instinctive, then emo- keeping emotional for last, you know, because that gets you in the most trouble. Right. Uh, <laughs> um, being the biggest spender among right. your friends doesn't necessarily make you the man in front of everyone's eyes. Uh, that'll just make everyone go like, okay, well, you know what? I'm just going to go out with him more if he wants to spend all the time and I'm not going to pay a dime. <laughs> Yeah, dinner's on you. Yeah, dinner's on you all the time. So what are we doing at dinner again? How about let's go out? Uh, obviously, it's not always being the most well-dressed. It's nice to be fashionable and, you know, represent yourself well, but it's not almost the most well-dressed, the most, like, expensive clothes all on you. And uh, this can be sometimes good and not good, but, like, saying that you are the most connected and that you know the most people, mm. this certainly doesn't yeah. necessarily make you a man. You know what I mean? So people have this misconception on what it means to be a man. Maybe our culture lags a bit in some parts mm-hmm. of the country, but uh, that's changing a lot now, obviously. It's funny because you're like saying all these things and I'm like thinking of all the people that used to be my friends in my 20s that I cut out <laughs> because yeah. of like all these... Because like, of these beha- certain cause, behaviors, Because right? of these behaviors, they're just like, you know what? Like, no, I'm not dealing with this. Yeah. But on that point, we're just going to take a quick break and then be back with Hussain, Marwan, and Osama. So be right back, guys. This episode is sponsored by Carriage UAE, where you can get everything from food to groceries and even pet supplies. As someone who orders pretty much everything, I pay a lot in delivery charges every month. But now you can sign up for Carriage Black for 20 dirhams a month and get unlimited free deliveries, which saves me a bunch of money so I can order even more stuff. If you haven't tried it out yet, go to your app store and download the Carriage app. And for our UAE listeners, use code UAE30 for 30 dirhams off your next two orders. Check out the episode description of this podcast for more info. And we are back. So we're back with Osama, Hussein, and Marwan, and we are discussing what it means to be a man in the Middle East. Um, let's switch a bit. Um, do you think the concept of being a man and masculinity are different when it comes to the Middle East? And everywhere it's different. Well, true. Actually, yeah. never mind. Yeah. But okay, how do you think they're different here? Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't so believe in this very like tough definition of being a man, being a woman. I feel like it's being human. You know, right? You're human. You're understanding. You. You know, it's like it comes with empathy. It's a lot of things at once. And then, what's masculinity? You know, is it having the a tough voice and like you know big shoulders and you know is it a physical thing is it the way you carry yourself is it attitudes i don't know it's very subjective i don't actually believe that there's a there should be a definition for it well let's know? turn to the tough voice and big shoulders to our right <laughs> 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 oh, and man. ask him what he thinks about this <laughs> uh, i agree with him it is actually, it is actually about being human more than anything i mean Everyone has their own, like, I don't know, definition of what masculinity is and what being a man is. Mm -hmm. So there's no right or wrong answer to that. But if you had to ask me, Mm -hmm. thank God I wrote this down. Yeah, you came with a lot of notes. I'm very impressed. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, because I think it's a very important subject, especially for our generation in this region. True. uh, To talk about this. I mean, okay, so you're saying being what being a man is. I mean, if you're going to ask me. I'd go by these things. It's being responsible, you mm-hmm. know, working, 
you know, doing your chores, being a loyal person, being honorable more than anything, caring for your family, and um, being honest, being patriotic, being calm, taking on challenges willingly, um, probably getting married, having kids, always being an optimist, an opportunist, a pillar of support for your family, your friends, a good example for the next generation to come, mm -hmm. obviously, as you get older. Uh, it's also being a man is also accepting mistakes, fixing them and asking for directions when you're yeah. lost. It's fine. It's there's nothing wrong with it. Some people are very like shy about doing that. You know, like, oh, I can't ask. Like they, they mess up at work mm -hmm. and they stay silent about it for the next four or five days. And their boss doesn't know what's going on until it suddenly pops up to him through someone else. No, admit your mistake as soon as you make it. That's the only way you'll walk away with the least amount of trouble. And at least, you know, the your boss is going to be like, oh, you know, I can trust this guy because when he makes a mistake, he comes to me straight away. Do you think it's easy to admit your mistakes? Yeah, you have to step on your pride and it's, you get used to it. So you, you, you start thinking pride mm. is kind of a useless thing okay. at most times. You know, why should you keep your pride? You know, just because you don't want to admit you're wrong or you want to keep your manly image, <laughs> you know, or... If, Yeah. hold a certain level of retain a certain level of masculinity people are like no I'm never wrong I never made this mistake it's not my fault it's yours Hussein pride versus mistake making what's your take <laughs> let me tell you because right. I don't think it's about me being a man it's me growing up as a C student I am so used to struggles <laughs> I am fine admitting I'm wrong yeah. it's like you know what let me just try to do it this way see what the teacher might say about that so I'm just used to it I mean and I think uh, going back to the original question about mm. being a man and being masculine right. what, could you just yeah. remind me so what the it was again? you know how do you think the concept of being a man and masculinity are different You know, to tell you the truth, uh, I don't think it's any of us mm -hmm. who could actually determine what is masculinity and, like, have that on, onto stone. Cause mm -hmm. <laughs> you can define it for yourself. You can't yeah. define it for anyone else. Exactly. Right? And, and sometimes masculinity is just a product of just being who you are. Yeah. I mean, uh, we have... Because once I would actually, you know, announce that this is... What, what it is to be a man and this is what it is this is what, what, what masculinity looks like mm -hmm. this is where I would come off to everyone else as you know come on I mean <laughs> who do you think yeah. you are yeah. and uh, and and I just remember that you know growing up in, in high school and back then when everyone is special in whatever way they have they just label that that this is what it is to be a man hey I have broad shoulders no <laughs> this is what it is to be a man hey you know I, I'm a good son you know what I don't care what everyone says this is what it is to be a man yeah. and it's just it's all about what it is back then because we just did not have you know we do not have this you know talking comparing notes and seeing what it is but back then it's whatever it is that makes us special so when you're younger it's it's you're, you're using reference points you're using markers that are given to you kind of by society or by your family or by your you know your friends at school right it's kind of like okay this seems to be kind of like what it has to be it's that um, and a little bit of sweet lemoning you know you know sweet lemoning sweet, sweet lemoning is that you know It's lemon because it's yours. You say it's sweet. Ah, uh, okay. You know, it's like uh, sour graping, sweet lemoning, you know, the context. <laughs> no, but I'm liking it. I'm going to be using that on a regular basis now. Stop sweet lemoning. Okay. <laughs> to touch up on the masculinity point, uh, 
I said everyone defines masculinity only he can only define it like to himself he can't mm -hmm. really apply it to anyone else so you masculinity to him might be being a good father being a good uh, husband you know masculinity to him might be you know something else like how he dresses and everything maybe masculinity to me might be how I look in the beard and how thick it is and how well I take care of it and all my muscles and stuff you know so everyone has like kind of their different idea of what masculinity is mm -hmm. it can look like something or it can be something right. like a personality okay loud voice soft voice you know is there a right and wrong no not at all no okay I think there's just an understanding okay to, to accept everyone's you know view or opinion on it and how other people are just accepting how they are if they see masculinity as being this way okay so, so be it. you're around athletes a lot yeah how does <laughs> do you feel there's a certain image that you have to maintain when you're around athletes and when athletes are around each other yeah. i want to refrain from saying something but i'm gonna say it okay and when i'm around athletes there's this thing when we come to lift weights you know when it's come to like lift our you know our one rep max yeah. and the back squat or clean or snatch and one of the things I didn't mention was being a man is not out drinking the next guy, which is basically means not out doing the guy next to you just to prove a right. point. But when when we're being so competent, we kind of actually forget that, okay, this is the goal. It says to get your one rep max and that like stop at 90% of mm -hmm. your like one rep max. But then it suddenly turns into this, you know, competition where, okay, I have to outlift my buddy. I know he's stronger than me and I have to try and stuff. So, you know, there is a certain level of like you have to be kind of yeah <laughs> it comes out and yeah. it's okay you know it's yeah. a display of dominance yeah. <laughs> the competitive side and what about you Osama because you work as a stylist in the fashion industry and how does how do people perceive that in I guess this region um, I guess it's different because I'm surrounded by a lot of women mm -hmm. um um, Lucky, <laughs> and I come as like I'm an, not commenting on that. I'm gonna get killed. If I do. <laughs> get in trouble. Yeah, I come as like an an external opinion. Yeah, somehow, uh, because I'm like I don't know. I feel like there's a sense of competition sometimes between women, you right. know. And I come, I'm completely out of that, you know. So I'm like this outside eye and stuff. But it's still very challenging because there's so little of us as men in fashion, especially I would say as like big fashion figures that we lack currently in the region. Like, I wouldn't be able to name, for instance, like, um, um, so a lot of Arab men that are in fashion and have an influential position, like, on a global scale, for instance. Uh, so I think this is where it's, like, challenging. And why do you think that is? Oh, well, a lot of reasons. I think it's, uh, I don't know, for our community, fashion is still, like, an area that's, like, oh, you don't go there, you know? <laughs> it's, it's, like, this area... But that, you're not going there, you know? So, for, ex for instance, in my family, I never wanted to study fashion because like, I didn't want to design and stuff. But they knew that I was, I was going to end up there. But I studied marketing. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, see, like I studied marketing and graduated from marketing, but I am not a marketing person. Like, I'm sorry to tell you that, but I'm not a marketing person. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go and give fashion a try. And my dad was like, well, you do and do you and see what happens. And he ended up being the, like my biggest supporter. Just because he, I think somehow I broke the cliche and the stereotypes of it. And I saw it with my dad and I was like, this is what I do. I'm paid for giving my opinion, I'll say, you know, somehow and my eye on things. And this is where it all comes from and this and that, you know. So, and he actually was really open-minded, yeah. I think it's, I would say it's our job as this like new generation, or like the younger ones to like educate uh, somehow and explain that uh, not everything is in the box you think it is and not everything, right. you know, like it's. 
it's like it's 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 worked, but it's gonna get there. Um, I don't think our community comes with as much cliches as people think we mm. hold. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's a lot more flexibility than we think. I think if you're willing to push the envelope, people will be more, and you do it with kind of integrity and conviction. People are willing to be accepting of it. I I agree. So. I'm going to ask, I ask these questions of all the guests, so we'll go around. Yep. Um, what is part of your culture that you carry with you always? My Kandora. Okay. <laughs> That's one. <laughs> all right. Um, part of my culture. Yeah. Uh, my appetite, number two. You know, we're known to eat a lot, so I, right. <laughs> I eat a lot. Kandura and eating. I like it. Yes. <laughs> also, like, eating comes with the fact that you just kind of, it's more of a, it's such a social thing. Um, uh, also being, uh, like, you know, having a good sense of hospitality. Right. You know, knowing how to be kind to your guests and serve them and uh, tend to them, basically. Okay. I think that's something and I carry always with me. Same, same question. I carry my passport. <laughs> <laughs> really, guys, I'm getting Kandoran passport here. This is so not where this question usually goes. <laughs> okay. Uh, actually, I try to, you know, keep ties with the community that I belong to. I mean, mm -hmm. if, if, there's, if, if there was a death in a family, if someone I know, you know, I'd pick up the phone or actually go there. Um, mm -hmm. uh, weddings, uh, occasions, whenever there is... Um, Something that, you know, it's just so that sense of community, the mm. sense of community, yeah. you know, just keeping in touch. Hey, I still think about you from time to time. You know, you're on my phone book, so yeah. might as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't I don't I don't say that part. The yeah. part of the, okay, you say yeah. what you want to okay, say. Okay, I'm not okay, here to judge. Awesome, <laughs> awesome. 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 <laughs> but uh, I think that part of uh, culture is, you know, just being in touch with everyone else. Mm. I mean, it's just. Uh, understanding what is it that they're going through and just acknowledge it. Mm. I mean, uh, hey, I noticed that you started this thing. Hope everything's fine. If you need any help, might yeah. as well. You uh, are really good with that, actually. Thank that you. Thank you. <laughs> and Osama? Um, definitely a sense of community. Yeah, big time because... So I came here and I, none of, no one from my family is here. Mm. And I tried to create that community for myself and find I found like all the... like. Uh, this big group of friends where everyone comes from a different background and we all don't have a family here. Yeah. And we somehow became each other's family, which wouldn't be possible if we haven't been taught that you can find um, a sense of family and community with your friends. Um, I don't know. It's like I feel it's an important value that um, my, I mean, it's 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 very it's very like uh, present in our cultures. Yeah. Fight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> much. So you kind of move, you know, you brought up the next question. What is the quality you most value in the people you keep around you? Um, oh, I didn't think about that. I, <laughs> wait, uh, trust. Trust. Yeah, definitely trust. Trust and commitment. So they have to be trustworthy. Yeah, because I, I believe I'm a very trustworthy person, so I expect it as well. Okay. I think, to be fair. For me, it would be like-mindedness, you know, finding someone that you could actually connect with. I mean, mm -hmm. that's, that's, that's a treasure. I mean, you know, me being in, well, I haven't been, I'm not officially in my late 30s yet, but uh, it's, you Aren't know. you? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, having this conversation every now and then is, uh, is just something that I would, like, hold very dear. 
Okay. Uh, a quality that I value and people that I have around me. Yeah. I guess the feeling that they care mm-hmm. about me as much as I care about them and they ask about me. And this, it's like when you talk to them after you haven't been with them for like so long, it's like, it's like you haven't even been away for a day. You know, even if you've yeah, been away yeah. for two years, that it's like you never even left yeah. that feeling. I, there's no certain like name for that quality, but that's what yeah, I'm talking yeah, yeah. about. Okay. No, I get that. I get that. And what makes you happy? I think to be well surrounded. Yeah, to be well surrounded, like, um, again, I'm talking from my perspective. Yeah, this is about you. Uh, I think, yeah, being well surrounded, because it comes with a sense of security. And, um, yeah, health. Well surrounded by, like, as in, like, by people? Yeah, yeah, by people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, nothing material. Okay. Sounds very contradicting. Well, that's why I asked (laughs) the the question. No, No, that's why I asked the question, because I think, like, the reason why I asked these specific questions is because I think a lot of people when they don't stop to think about what actually makes them happy. So they make these assumptions about materialist things and they chase like money mm-hmm. and financial success or they yeah. chase the friends that are connected or they chase all these things. But if they actually really stop to think about what are the things they value and the mm-hmm. people they keep around them, what are the things that make them happy, they find a very, very different answer. Yeah, because yeah. you need to think about what you need before you what you want yeah. most of the time. Yeah. So what makes you happy, Hussein? Knowing that I'm living up to my potential, I think mm. that's that's really good. I mean, I think I just threw in a Maslow, yeah, <laughs> 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 up to right there. But you know, knowing that I'm 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 doing what I can, and even though I'm, I'm not in my ideal self, or, or at least I'd like to think that you know there's more to me mm-hmm. than what I've achieved, but I'm trying. Yeah. What about you, Marwan? What's the question again? <laughs> <laughs> what makes you happy? What makes me happy? Uh, being with my family. Mm-hmm. That's number one. Um, being being grateful, honestly. Being that grateful. makes me... Practicing appreciation actually makes me happy. To remember what I have. Mm-hmm. You know, to remember the place that I live in, the family that I have, the fact that I'm able to live under a roof... Uh, the fact that I'm in a safe country, mm-hmm. uh, the fact that I can drive a car and not an old one, uh, like an, a good car. Yeah. Thank God, you know, like all these things, you know, some people have so much and they're not, they're still not happy with it. Right. You know, so I find waking up and practicing gratitude is what makes me happy because I can go on with the rest of my day and work and not try to think about what am I missing? What am I missing? No, I'm not missing anything, man. I'm, I have everything. The only thing that might be missing is me not knowing what I can do more. So I think that's what makes me happy. I kind of elaborated more no, than I should have, right? No, no, that's, that's great. Well, I mean, that's it, guys. Thank you so much for being on this episode. Where can people find out about you or any projects you're working on? Let's go round robin. Osama. Um, Instagram, Osama Shabi. Do you want to spell it? Actually, no, it'll oh. be in the, Insta, in the episode yeah? description. Yeah, okay. it'll be well, in the episode description. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I'll just add my Instagram handle. Okay, so, so yeah. Hussein on Instagram, Marwan. Instagram as well. All right, everyone's Instagram handles will be in the episode description. So 
thanks to everyone for listening. As always, I love your comments and messages, so keep them coming. Uh, be sure to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Rami or wherever you're listening. Uh, join me next week for another episode of Millennial Mirrors. This has been a production of Finial Media, and this is Mshar al signing out. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.